Hello, and welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. With me, as always, is the illustrious Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Hello from a very hot uh, France, where we're hoping for rain later today, (laughs) praying for rain. Dear Planiverse, I live in Las Vegas, and this man is now complaining about hot France. Oh, it must be so <laughs> hard being where you're at, Steve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've well, been where you are, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you left quite rapidly. Yeah. So we, we were just muttering to ourselves here, and as one does um, prior to hitting the record button, and... We had decided that today's recording is going to encapsulate a concept of self-care. And uh, both Steve and I have our own little quirks and eccentricities such that we laugh about what our spouses do or what we do to one another, but we realize very quickly that we're just as odd as anybody else's. And so we were going to cover self-care, morning and evening routines, how that might look on a planner, And we're going to talk about the concept of meditation as well. Now that I've become a Chopra certified meditation teacher, I think it's part of my duty to introduce this to the Planarverse um, and see if we can have a mindful conversation about self-care. I think that's that's where we're going to take it today, Steve. How do you feel about that? Sounds good to me. Good. People use the planners, uh, I know, to monitor their... um, health their own personal health uh, you know and they use it to record um you know water consumption food type consumption um various symptoms if you like and um you know their sort of blood pressure if they're using a blood pressure monitor and stuff like that um it all helps build up a picture doesn't it if you're going to see Mm. your doctor every sort of three months or every six months or whatever you do um to sort of you know track these things your your own weight for instance your mind goes up and down like a yo-yo at times and never have worked out why but um the the essential is is to you know if you've got documentary evidence of these things it's an enormous help to your um, doctor or his assistants or whoever um, in you know diagnosing you know what your next step should be whether you should be taking still taking certain medications or not or whether the dosage is right or not um, and all this sort of thing I speak from a a word of experience on this because I've been through this sort of cycle in the last I don't know 12 to 18 months or so where um, I was concerned um, that my weight was starting to go back up again but in actual fact yes it it changed but it wasn't going up at an alarming rate it sort of plateaued eventually and they've been monitoring that and they're thinking well okay it looks as if we've stopped it going up but what's your sort of pulse rate doing and what's your uh, blood pressure rate doing and all these sort of things that are all linked together um, and you know all the various blood tests you can have and all the rest of it so it it all sort of starts to make sense after a while that um, you start 
thinking that something's radically wrong when it's not in actual fact. It's just keep keeping a monitoring sort of an ongoing um, sort of dialogue with yourself almost as to where, mm. whether you're you are doing the right thing or not. Well, one of the questions I asked Steve when we were discussing whether we were going to do this topic or not, I said, hey, let's talk about morning routines and evening routines and that sort of thing, because I think this is the kind of conversation I'm seeing on the planner groups and people genuinely come to me and say, look, I'm, I'm trying to create some order out of the chaos of my life. What's the best way to start that? And I always say generally it's a good thing to prioritize self-care. Because once you've got you sorted out, everything else tends to fall into place. If you're not caring for yourself, then uh, other things will probably fall on the wayside. And then now you won't be as as um, healthy to be able to keep up with what's going on in life. And one of the things that occurred to me is that nobody ever teaches us what self-care looks or sounds or feels like. Like everybody's into this, yeah, it's take care of you, but what does that mean? Like how does that look like every morning? What does that, you know, look like? So I thought we would have that conversation. And when I asked Steve, I said, what do you do for your morning routine? (laughs) Without missing a beat, he said, well, first I have to know what day it is. (laughs) I mean, how, Steve? Also, Um, what time of the day it is when I wake (laughs) up? Because... I sometimes wake up and I think, oh, I'm sort of awake, but then realize it's sort of four o'clock in the morning or something crazy like that. So I want to go back right. to sleep again. Right. Um, so I actually just tap my watch and it only shows the time. And as, you know, as soon as I realize that that's it, and I sort of do a quick check on myself and thinking, yeah, I'm okay. Time to go back to sleep again. And yeah. I don't pick my phone up, don't do anything like that, because that just stimulates yeah. the mind too much. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And I go straight back to sleep again, normally, um, trying so, not so, to think so about it. So wait, anything. so let's let's assume that it's Monday morning, and you wake up at a reasonable time, a reasonable time for society to be functioning, right? Not <laughs> three or four in the morning, right? And so you've, you've just woken up, your eyes are still kind of crusty from sleep, so what do you do? What's your morning routine look like? Take it so, from there. So if it, if the reason for the what day of the week it, it is, which sounds funny, I know, but I have this mental thing that I don't necessarily know what day of the week it is when I wake up because I'm sort of not in a normal work situation with Monday to Friday is normal work and then weekends. I've got this whole week and it's... Like a whole weekend, just in seven days, really. I just want to say that he's got the smuggest look on his face as he's explaining <laughs> this to me because he knows he's just absolutely happy to be retired right now. Yeah. So, yes, yes, yeah. go on. You yeah. never what, know what day it is. What's this thing you call yes. a Monday? <laughs> what is this thing you call a weekend? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, my week's sort of six Saturdays and one Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Right, so assuming no. you wake up on the Saturday that everybody goes to work. <laughs> What 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 does your day look like? How do well, you, how do you sort the, yourself the, out the, the obvious thing is trying to remember what day of the week it is. Is I have to open my box of pills on every morning, and I do another set of pills in the evening. So I've got to know what that helps me decide what day of the week it is because I know which one. Ah, it's the next one that's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that, that's for the first sort of trick. Because invariably, I haven't necessarily put my glasses on, so I can't read a clock or my watch to see what day of the thing is anyway. Okay. Can, it's fairly large lettering, so I can just about read that, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so my first thing when I wake up, I suppose, is, one, what time is it? So, yeah, it's an appropriate time. Or is it? Is the light coming through past the shutters yet? Or are the windows... It, some mornings at the moment, because it's so hot, Alison's woke up, she's opened the windows, and it's, you know, there's breeze blowing in through the window. And I've carried on sleeping for another hour and a half or something. Now I'm completely dead to the world, me, in the mornings. But, um, yeah, so I... I will sort of normal sort of wake up, sort of sort my sort of get my head into gear sort of thing. You know, what time of the day it is and and what day of the week it is. Grab my pills for the correct day, of course, and then just quickly nip into the bathroom and, and take them. That's my normal sort of starting point in the day sort of thing. And then a visit to the loo if required, but... Um, do you track any of this stuff? Well, the, my sort of medication, yes. Um, I use an app because that re- reminds me when to take them if I've not taken them. So I sort of effectively tick each one off as I take them sort of thing. So, and if I don't take them, it, it then reminds me at a set time in the day. It does the same um, in the evening as well. Um and also, it rem- it keeps a track of how many pills I've got left in stock, as it were. Mm. Which may sound a little bit bizarre, but some of these things come in boxes of 28. Some are in boxes of 30. Others are in boxes of 90. Uh, and so on. And it's a bit confusing because I take um, one tablet twice a day and two others one in the morning one in the evening and so i i never have a clue as to how many i've got left i just use the app because it suddenly when i get down to the last seven on any one of them it throws up a flag saying it's time to um mm. go to the pharmacy with your prescription type right thing. so then pills loo and then brush hair you know, no, all seven sort strands. Of, sort of. Sometimes at that point, I'm most probably because unless I'm going out for sort of say nine o'clock or something, I'm, it'll be fairly relaxed, and it'll be around. I normally wake around about half seven ish. Normally, mm. sometimes okay. a bit before. Um, I don't set an alarm clock. I don't have an alarm set to wake up at a set time. Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing I did as soon as I stopped working was I got rid of a alarm because I used to wake at sort of uh, six o'clock every morning. Do I remember you telling me something about uh, your physician saying that you need to stop that lifestyle that you used to have? Yeah, and that was one of the self care mm. things that you did for yourself yeah. was that you got this rid sudden of your alarm waking clock. up thing is not good for it's you. It's jarring, isn't it? It's quite yeah. jarring. I don't I don't yeah. think anybody wakes up to that happily. Like it's mm. just so literally it's alarming and I know yeah. it's an alarm, but yeah. there's got to be, and, and I know there are nicer ways. I mean, it's, if you sleep, for example, in a completely dark room, mm. there are alarms now that have a soft light that sort of yeah. 
begins to wake you up with music and lights and sort of mm. um, eases you into the wake up as opposed to being jarred awake um, mm. by a blaring klaxon or something. Yeah. Some of the apps you can get which work with your Apple Watch and I dare say most probably other wrist-worn activity monitor things, look at how you've slept and they decide um, how, if you've set a sort of a sort of an end time, you like you must be awake by this time sort of thing, it decides when to start waking you up depending on how it yeah. decides you there's an slept. optimal so optimal your, time right yeah. right so it depends works out you know how restless you've been through movement i suppose and what your heart rate has been because obviously your heart rate drops uh during sleep mine drops yeah. to something like about 55 56 beats a minute during sleep i suppose it used to go lower than that but uh the, um yeah so they decide you know it decides on when to wake you up and it does it sort of in a gentle sort of manner, maybe just using the vibrate thing. So there's no sound. It just sort of a little vibration on your wrist type thing. So that's interesting. um, Um, I use that. I use one of the sleep apps to tell me because mm. I still struggle with sleep as a major issue, particularly since my back surgery. Mm. Um, And one of the things that I've noticed is that there's days when I sleep better and there's days when I don't. And I'm beginning to track when those days are so that I can duplicate um, what that counts for. So self-care, I think, Steve, let's start a little bit at the top here. So self-care has to involve three basic functions of life, right? You have to get enough rest. Mm. You have to eat quality food. And you have to drink enough water. And then I guess the fourth one is you also have to have shelter somewhere safe where you can Mm. do all of these things. Those are the basic precepts of self-care. The one I'm going to throw in as well. So other than brushing my teeth and combing my hair and, and washing my body, I also now do meditation. And I also have added Abhyanga, which is like the oiliation from Ayurveda, where you add oil to your body in the morning. Um, and it's sort of, you just sort of rub it on your skin and your body absorbs the nutrients from the oil. And that's the whole point of it. It never occurred to me that meditation was part of hygiene until I started studying it. And I realized that when we wake up in the morning, we're starting fresh. There's really no thoughts coming to us initially. Like the first few seconds we're thought free. And as you've noticed, if you allow the thoughts to come in, then suddenly, doesn't matter if it's three in the morning, you're now wide awake because now you're processing everything that your brain is trying to sort out a leftover from yesterday or a week before or whenever it was. And so ideally, if we're meditating 15 minutes twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening, the first meditation uh, primes the pump really for us to be able to have an intention for the day to be able to set our goals for what we want to accomplish and have that be the point of reference. We self-refer ourselves to where we want to see the day take us. And oftentimes just setting that intention is enough to not get all of these racing thoughts 
to come in and start because the world will want to pull you apart, right? It will be like, hey, this needs attention and that needs attention and this is where we're going. So if you do a meditation first thing in the morning, 15 minutes, and, and do it sitting, I found out lying down makes you want to go back to sleep. So I don't, <laughs> I don't want to fall back asleep. Um, and that's the difference really between meditation and sleeping. In sleeping, we have restful dullness. We're in a state of restful dullness, whereas in meditation, we're in a state of restful awareness. And so oftentimes, if you've meditated for 15 minutes, you may feel like you've just had an entire nap. Your body feels rested. Your soul feels rested. Everything feels rested because you've been able to offload the daily thoughts that come and begin to um, create turbulence in our minds. And the evening meditation, I think, is fabulous to add to an evening routine if anybody's doing that because the evening routine allows you to wash away all the activities of the day, very much like how we do our planner reviews, Steve. I know you and I are a little bit more um, relaxed in our lifestyles in terms of being able to follow up, but still that doesn't stop us from, at least for my case anyway, I'll let you answer on your end, but I still check my planner in the morning and then again in the evening. I make sure I put down thoughts for the following day so that I don't store them in my head. And one of the results I have found from meditation, which doesn't necessarily always happen on the cushion yet. The, some of the results from meditation happen once I leave the meditation cushion is that things start to work themselves out throughout the week. Things that I couldn't get to immediately. If I, if I have that in a process where it's in the planner and there's a space for it, it sort of finds a good space for it to Mm existed in my planner and before i know it wednesdays come around thursdays come around and i'm i'm closing out my week lighter as you know i like to do my weeks top heavy so i do the bulk amount of work that needs to be done mondays tuesdays wednesdays and Mm. then if anything else falls through then it gets pushed through through thursday and friday and if not then i've got myself an extended weekend as and i can live like steve morton with six saturdays and one sunday so, um, have you tried meditation, Steve? Is this something you've ever looked into? Not really. I, I've tried the sort of um, sort of concentrating on your breathing sort of mm. apps and things, which you sort of set set aside sort of literally a couple of minutes, I suppose, in the mornings or at various times in the day, just to sort of practice that sort of thing. But I've never done actual active sort of meditation at all or, or anything like that really you should take my class we can do it online <laughs> <laughs> i can teach you all the way in france how to do it you and allison could do it as a couple that would be fun <laughs> he's like yeah right so uh, one of the things that i've found is that with meditation it tends to wink at you throughout the day because once you start practicing it you go from a state of oh yeah I said I was going to meditate and I really don't feel like it right now to oh I think I get to meditate now I finally get to take to get a break from the rest of my day so it, there's this little shift that happens through the process of taking meditation on as part of your daily hygiene uh, that allows you to feel like, at least for me anyway, it, it feels like a little vacation that I get to take a break from everything where I, I even the Apple devices now, they have that focus uh, mm. switch. I have mine set to meditation, so everything shuts off for the 15 minutes of meditation. Mm. Nothing in the world, everything in the world will survive without me for 15 minutes. Yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> I consciously now, some afternoons, exit... Um, 
the email program so that will not bother me so I can focus on doing something else or just you know relaxing and catching up on watching a film or or something like that so I'm not sort of diverting my attention away from what I'm sort of wanting to do and I feel guilty sometimes about doing that but I think sod it (laughs) it does you know whatever it is can wait an hour or two or it can wait until tomorrow or, or whenever it's not that critical that it doesn't happen today or now it can be it can wait a few days or or whatever because if i if i'm just as quick at replying to some things and then the the person the other end doesn't respond back again um for about three or four days i'm thinking well why am i sort of putting all the effort in if they're not doing it yeah, well, and the, and that's one other thing for those listening who also are entrepreneurs and run their own businesses. One of the lessons I learned in email responses is that I do them two to three times a day, max. I, I don't. If it's after 6 p.m., I don't care. Unless it's an emergency, I am not responding to clients' requests. They can wait for the next day. Just because I see the email doesn't mean I need to respond to it. And that's been one of the healthiest things I could do for myself because it allows me to reclaim my time. All of these smart devices we have are fantastic. But what happens is initially, if you remember, the whole point every time one of these already obsolete devices, every time one comes out, they say, well, it's going to save you time and money, right? But what we do then is we take that time saved from, let's say, having to type out a document and then mail it. But now we can just email it, right? You've saved that time. But now we're filling that time with other things to do. So now you're working at three, four, five times the speed that our 50,000-year-old brains were not designed for. And then we have the audacity to go, well, I'm stressed out, I'm crying, I'm overeating, I'm not sleeping well, I'm not doing all of these things, and I wonder why. I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm doing everything normal. And it's like, well, uh, let's let's do an ode to slow living. I think, Steve, you and I could get behind this. We call that dull living on, on some groups. but <laughs> a, a famous thing for people that are working is don't have your lunch at your desk. I know in some circumstances there's no other option, but if there is, turn off the monitor, turn off your phone, and effectively sort of turn off the rest of the world for half an hour so you get away from it and you just have your lunch, read the paper, read a book, do whatever it is you enjoy doing so you can forget about work for half an hour or at minimum or an hour if you're right. sort of feeling generous. Right. And go for a walk. You know, yeah, get away I, f- from the screen. Everything that you've talked about, especially that uh, meditation that you did, which is breath meditation, allows mm. you to focus on this moment right here. This yeah. moment right now is the only one that matters. So taking your lunch, even if you have to take it at your desk, but you're shutting the monitors off, mm. allows you to focus on one thing at a time. And this is purposefully slowing down life. This is purposefully allowing for slow living to happen in a rushed world. And let me tell you people, this is luxury living. Most people think luxury living is some high-rise penthouse with gold plate. No, it's not. Luxury these days is being anonymous, having nobody know your name, 
And luxury is being able to call the shots in your own life at the pace mm. that you want to receive it. Because that's a lot of times when I used to be burnt out, Steve, I remember, is that things were coming at me too fast. Mm. And I'm sure you've had this experience. Tell me if you've ever gone grocery shopping or clothing shopping or anything just in town. And you come home from that experience completely drained. Mm. You just need a few hours to yourself. Does that happen to you? Mm. Classic example is this, the cashier is scanning the stuff through at such a fast rate you're not able to... You, you want to pack it in a sensible order, but they're scanning mm. it through way too much. So you can just say, you know, please slow down and, you know, let do it at your pace because, you know, they're still going to be doing it for their eight, full eight-hour shift. And if there's someone behind them, a few extra seconds isn't going to make a lot of difference, is it? Yeah, well, this this really ties into what you were saying with the emails as well, oddly mm. enough. Uh, no, nobody's going to lose sleep over you if you haven't sent the email back. Nobody's mm. going to lose sleep over you if you've packed your groceries right or wrong mm. or it's gone too quick. So it's up to you to call mm. the shots in your life. And one of the things that you can do if you want to be successful about having a self-care planner or creating a self-care plan for your life where your mental and spiritual and physical well-being, by the way, all of those are covered in meditation, where all of those are being tracked, then I would suggest making that a priority and coming up with a personal mission statement that mm. allows you to incorporate self-care as mm. part of your mission statement. Nobody ever teaches us how to self-care. It's just mm. sort of like, good luck, go see. And then, of course, society's got this uh, really warped and perverted image of what beauty it looks like but beauty mm. doesn't equate to health does it as no. well we know no. look how how healthy we are and how unbeautiful both of us are yeah. you speak for yourself <laughs> we're gorgeous darling you and me gorgeous but, no one yeah us. you're right you, you see you hear some tragic stories of some of the most you know glamorous looking people mm. that have suddenly been beset by um, I know someone recently that I know suddenly discovered they had a pretty uh, bad brain tumour. You know, mm. how do you guard against that sort of thing? It's just luck yeah. in a way. You can't sort of um, prevent it. It's not some through something lifestyle or something that she's been doing. It's just suddenly they they found the thing in time, thank goodness. Because it, you know, could have been far worse. But she's now recovering. But um... but that leads me to the point where you started this conversation with having, um, a, you know, writing down your medications and things we were mm. discussing, and having all of this in your in your planner or self care planner or journal, is the ability to be a good storyteller when you do go in to see physicians or you have to mm. be, you know, go to hospital. Something happens. I don't know. But having all of this tracked and in a place where you can consistently follow it and in a place where you consistently keep up with it allows you to be a good storyteller. And that means you get care faster. That means the doctors provide you more current and good care because they know what's going on with you. And you're not sat there having to guess what's going on with you because you know you've been tracking for so many years or months and so on. Yeah. The thing is, is you're taking charge of your own health in a way you're only you're seeking the professional's advice about something but yes you're staying in control of 
those records as well, if nothing else. Yes, they might take a copy of them. They might put them on your um, medical record. Fine. Um, that's sort of fairly normal. But you've got something that you can refer to. I use a spreadsheet, of course, naturally. Uh, for As my, one does. <laughs> um, blood pressure readings. And that's been quite illuminating because, yeah, okay, you can do it with an app and all the rest of it. But to see it on a sheet of paper when you print the thing out, you can see how it's changed over, in, in my case, I think it's over about 18 months now. So I've got quite a long, you know, it's been in intervals. I don't do it every day, but far from it. But every three months I do three days worth at a time sort of thing. Um, None before, just before I'm due to go to see the doctor, but uh, there we go. What I, I would, you know, going back to the sleep thing, if you, unless you, if you're using an app, then fine. But if you're not, there's no harm in just jotting down the time in a little notebook or your planner if it's beside the bed. The time you went to bed, because you obviously can't wait until you're about to go to sleep and then write down the time, but the time when you went to bed is a good starting point because you generally might read for a sort of a fairly sort of typical sort of time after that. Yeah. And then yeah. the time you wake up in the morning and then you've got sort of a, a pretty good idea of that sort of time interval through the week or over a period of time as to how much real you know rest you're actually getting. And if you've got that next to your bed then you can also track your dreams and you can also track your meditation. So that's yeah. three things that you can do right there. Also, you can track your bathroom. Mm. If you remember the guy that had shown us how to do the monthly layout, mm. month on two pages, and he had little squares everywhere. He was even tracking his bowel movements, if you remember. He had the weather. He had his bowel movements, the current, how many seconds he had lived in the in the year, in the in his life, and so on. <laughs> he just had a complete Checking list. to see if you're going the loo sort of corresponds to the moon's activities maybe hmm. well i mean it is part of hygiene Strange it is part of health there. well to have a good gut good gut bacteria and yeah. to be able to digest food properly and absorb nutrients mm. properly is is also a part of self-care mm. I, and i would recommend i mean this has been my journey uh i only started thinking about these things post-surgery i was really going on autopilot beforehand and Having the surgery, which was slotted for four hours but went for eight, really got me thinking that maybe there were, could have been other things I could have done in my life to prevent such mm. a... I mean, I, you can't help being blown up. Mm. You got blown up. But mm. um, getting care and creating a lifestyle that allows your life to slow down while the world keeps spinning fast is pure gold. Mm. And there's not enough money in the world that can buy the health. You can no. have all the money in the world and you can't buy your health. No, so I would can't. suggest recommend that to people yeah self-care well, is one vital. of the things that i suddenly thought of just then when you mentioned that is um recording what you eat each day now you mm. don't need to do it in a great detail but if you record you know what what meals you had and what you ate for each meal in a very sort of rough outline sort of sense and if you were then charting your weight at the same time you might get to sort of see a sort of a pattern developing that your weight goes up if you eat such and such, but it takes sort of 48 hours before it sort of 
gets through your system if you like and then you right. lose the extra weight if you've been eating too many carbohydrates or something like that well we have um eric chong from the planerology group who's just significantly lost many kilos mm. and he did that by tracking exactly what he wrote in yeah. detail every day i mean once you're faced with it once you're confronted with what mm. you're consuming and what you're consuming doesn't in, uh, includes food but it also includes water air tv people uh internet mm. what are you physically consuming what is your body mm. absorbing so I would say to everybody who's just starting this journey, um, do self-care as a priority and see what happens to the rest of your life. Everything else will really fall into place. That's what I'm noticing anyway. Mm. And um, yeah. So shall we finish at this point? I think that's a good stopping point. Yes. It's been most illuminating to... Um, have this discussion. <laughs> I know when you first saw it, I thought, where do we start with that? But there we go. So where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at a new website called theayurvedic.co. I'm also on Instagram at theayurvedic108. And we have a Facebook group, uh, The Ayurvedic. And um, we'd be happy to have you there and discuss what self-care looks like in 2022 in a post-COVID world. Where can we find you, Steve? And in the, I will be found in the usual places of falafaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Falafaxi on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, and I'm sure you have, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. <laughs>